your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Retirement Matters. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Michael Stewart, the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with an office in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Find him online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Crystal Lake really is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, and paralegal all on staff. They can help you when it comes to all things financial and any of your retirement matters. With that, Michael, hello, and welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great today. It's good to be able to talk with you again on another episode here. Michael, today we're going to talk about some of the unique challenges you might face in in retirement. After all, your retirement is truly unique to you. And so you will have unique challenges and questions to think through as you prepare to retirement. Before we get to all that, extra, extra, read all about it. Time now to see what is in fact in the news right now. Michael, Netflix briefly surpassed Disney in in market value a few weeks back. Is this a changing of the guard in the investing world or really more of just a trend that won't last forever? This topic is really a little bit larger and it's about brick and mortar, kind of old school leaders like Disney versus technology companies like Netflix. And it's a huge debate as to the future of not only investing, but commerce in general. Is the value in the distribution or in the content? What's important to understand is that disruption is the key to all industries and it leads to improvements or extinction of certain companies. There was an article that came out about the quote, S&P 500 is not your father's S&P 500, just came out the last few days ago. And in short, it was just saying that the leaders 20, 30 years ago are not the leaders today, even though they're still household names. So 20 years ago, the top of the S&P 500 was AT&T and Exxon and Microsoft and Bank of America. And today it's Amazon, Netflix and Apple. So is this a trend? I think it's more of the same. Just industries and companies that don't adapt to technological changes get disrupted and new companies enter the market. And when these new smaller companies enter the market like Netflix, they get ignored by the larger leaders and then they eventually surprise to the upside. So the lesson for some of these more established companies like a Disney is to adapt, otherwise they're going to become obsolete. And you see that with some of the headlines going on and their acquisition of trying to uh, get additional content and things is a lot of the old guard, the old leaders, just kind of, you know, push aside all these technological innovations and didn't really know how or have the forethought to see how they were going to be extrapolated into future growth. So, you know, yeah, it's a challenge. So do I think it's anything new? Nope. I think, you know, new startups have always disrupted existing industries. You see that with taxi cabs and Uber, among other, you know, there's countless examples of it. But the key on a go forward basis is that, you know, there's always different kinds of investment opportunities that provide themselves out there. You know, it's funny. I actually recently saw on Twitter a picture from way back in the day. I mean, you know, 100 years ago or so. And it was a picture of this billboard. And it said that the newspapers are taking away all of our advertising space or our space in the advertising market. But billboards are still valuable even today. And so it just goes to show you that uh, even 100 years ago, innovation was still important. And it's something that always is going to be in an ever-changing global economy. Absolutely. It just builds on itself. This has been In the News. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you.
That's right. That sounder means it's time to take your listener questions. This is always really one of my favorite parts of the podcast where we just kind of hear from you, see what's on your mind. This week's question comes to us from Steve in Barrington. Steve says, at this point in my life, I'm not that interested in making my portfolio a lot bigger. I just don't want to lose what I have. Is that short-sighted? Now, Steve, this is an all too common question that we get as clients are either approaching retirement or actually are early in retirement. They want growth, but not at the risk of losing a large portion of what they have. So I go through what I call the whole universe of investment options with clients. So everyone that's a client of mine has seen me write this up on the whiteboard. But in short, it breaks down the entire investment world into basically three buckets. One is the insured bucket, can't lose principal. The second one is the semi-risk or not insured bucket. So there's some principal risk, but a lot less than the stock market in general. But these things generate interest, income, and and dividends on a regular basis like clockwork. And then, of course, the third bucket's the risk bucket. That's your traditional individual stocks, mutual funds, index funds, more market-based things. So we start with how to allocate to generate the retirement income that we need. And then with whatever the remainder that's left over after we've assured that we can generate the income that we need in retirement, then we discuss what do we want in the insured bucket? What do we want in the risk bucket? You know, how much protection do we want on that? So each client's different, but we try to design a portfolio that takes the least amount of risk to achieve both their near-term and long-term income goals. Thanks for writing into the show, Steve. As always, we really do love to hear from you. And you can always submit your question to be featured on the podcast. Find him online. That's Michael Stewart at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. There'll be a little page there where you can submit your questions for the firm. And who knows, you might could be featured on the podcast. All right. As I talked about earlier, there are unique challenges that you're going to face when planning your retirement. Yours is different from your friend or your family members. It's, it's your retirement. It's a truly unique thing. And that means that it comes with problems and questions that only you really can think through for your particular situation. So as an example, one challenge that you might have to face is an age gap. So as an example, my parents, my father was always seven years older than my mom. And so when it came time to retire, that's something they had to think through. Absolutely. And, and I'll give you an example that's probably very similar to your parents. You know, they talk about how 10,000 baby boomers retire and go on Social Security each day, you know, and then will until 2030. So yesterday, I actually had a client in my office. The husband's retired. He's 67. The wife is 57 and working. So, you know, not too far in age difference from, from your parents on that. And the considerations are when the wife can retire or even just go part time. And if it's before 65, that's when she's Medicare eligible for health insurance. How are they going to fund health care that can be up to 12000 plus a year just for her because of the age difference? So there's also the very real decisions of when she takes Social Security. Can she take it at 62, take less for life, or work longer and take it at 67 so she gets her full benefits? But then, you know, what I dialed down a little bit with some of the questions was that, it, you know, there's also kind of those go-go years that I've talked about in past podcasts which really say, you know, this is what you retired to, to be active and involved and travel with your spouse and do these kind of things. So if she actually works till 67, her full retirement age, her husband's going to be 77. And is that really the age that they want to start their joint retirement together? Probably not. So we're developing a plan that's going to allow her to retire kind of part-time at around 62, still not take her Social Security because she wants that to continue to grow, but we're going to use other assets to bridge the income gap but then they'll have more time to spend together and do the things that they both dreamed of in retirement while they're both still young enough and healthy enough to do it. So that age gap is something that's very real, but it's also something with some proactive planning and kind of doing the written planning that we do that uh, really you know, can take a lot of the 
kind of stigma away from it and allow clients to do the things that they've always dreamed of. Well, and let's say that that one client and wanting to retire at the same time as their spouse wanted to retire early. You know, early retirement is something that a lot of folks are thinking through these days as well. Absolutely. Now, this is a very individualized decision for anyone based on, you know, the different financial resources that are available to them. For someone with the financial wherewithal to retire at 60 or whatever age, that's awesome. And I believe it or not, those people are out there. Now, when we talk with clients about any type of early retirement, this is whether it's 60, 62, 55, whatever the time is, we cover three key areas. The first one is healthcare. A cost for a couple insurance, if they're both under 65 and not eligible for Medicare, can be somewhere between eighteen dollars and $24,000 a year. So we're going to have to build that into our income needs. Secondly, there's inflation. If we're going to tap our current investments for income today to bridge until we can qualify for Social Security, whether that's at 62, 67, then we're giving up potential growth that would actually keep us up ahead of inflation for later years. And then the third thing is a predictable income and a rising predictable income. So the goal of a portfolio in retirement is to provide income today that you have so that you and your spouse cannot outlive it, but also provide a rising income to keep up with inflation because we know everything's going to be more expensive for a 20 or 30 year retirement. And you really need to have a plan to make that happen. Now, let's say as an example here that you own a lot of real estate in retirement. So you've got a lot of assets, but you really have a limited number of investable assets. You might be experiencing a lack of liquidity. Yeah, this isn't as is actually pretty common. And, and I'm happy you mentioned the lack of liquidity because last week we had actually an exact client that came into my office, new client from one of our workshops, just retired, sold a business. He's financing it. So there's no large lump sum that he has to invest. And he's always poured his money over the last 30 years into income producing rental real estate. So he's got a $2 million rental real estate portfolio, and it nets him about $8,000 a month in free cash flow. So after the mortgages and property taxes, all that's paid, he's netting about $8,000 a month. But his lifestyle requires about $10,000 a month. And he's younger, he's only 57, so he's still got another minimum five years before he can get Social Security. And since his paycheck's gone, he realizes that $8,000 is not going to make up the difference that he needs to get $10,000 a month. So he's got kind of a big shortfall here. And I also said that, you know, he's only 57, so he's got to wait at least five more years before he's even eligible to start taking his reduced Social Security benefit. So he's real estate rich and cash and income poor. So what we're doing is we're in the process, because of the lack of liquidity, we're in the process of identifying how we could reposition some of the real estate assets to generate more additional income. So as a hypothetical, if he sold, let's say, half of the properties or a million dollars, he could still generate an additional $5,000 in cash flow from the remaining rentals that he holds on to. And we could reposition that other million dollars into a pension-like vehicle that's going to net him an additional $5,000 a month for the rest of he and his spouse's wife, kind of like a pension. The kicker to this, so there's his $10,000. He's got his $120,000 a year income between the rental and where we reposition the other assets. And the kicker is at age 62, if he and his wife decided to take Social Security even earlier at a reduced benefit, they would still have that $10,000 a month coming in for the rest of their life on the rentals and then the pension income that we created. But they'd also have an additional 30% increase in their income or an additional $35,000 a year just from Social Security. So there are strategies available if the client's open to hearing and implementing them. 
That's right. It's all about finding solutions to your specific challenges, right? The solutions are out there. You just have to work with a professional and determine what the right steps for you to take are as you face these different unique challenges in retirement. As always, the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial would love to sit down and just determine whether they might be able to help you with your own challenges in retirement. If you'd like to reach out to the team, you can do so by calling 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael Stewart is the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. He co-authored a book, Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street, that is available on Amazon. Michael, thanks for sitting down with us today. Oh, yeah, always a pleasure. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Retirement Matters. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof.